I cold called the Guinness World Records organization. They said, we're interested, let's do this. And we said, okay, if we're gonna do this, Podfest's thing is we do things big. So we said, okay, how big can we do it? And we said, okay, let's create the largest global summit the world has ever seen <laughs> for podcasters. And we'll be on the road for the records. But I think you and I talked about this before. It's already a win. We've, we're already bringing thousands of people together from literally all over the world. But the added bonus is how cool would it be that all of us could say, we uh, own a Guinness World Record. We were a part of this collectively. Welcome to the podcast sessions with Rutendo Nyamuda, featuring conversations with podcast hosts, podcast producers, and those within the podcast industry. This month, we're focusing on building communities and looking at summits, both on the African continent and abroad. On today's show, we interview Chief Creative Officer of Podfest Global, Chris Krimitsas. But before we get into today's discussion, I'm so excited to let you know that the first official issue of the Podcast Sessions Digital Podcast Magazine is officially out. If you haven't already downloaded it and subscribed, definitely get your free copy at thepodsessions.com. Thank you so much for your time, especially in the middle of attempting a Guinness World Record and in the middle of arguably the largest pod fest summit in the world. I first want to know, how are you feeling right now? Honestly, <laughs> um, I wouldn't say I'm feeling overwhelmed. Um, trepidation, because there is a fear that we might not hit the Guinness World Record. However, I do believe we will hit it, but there's a, there's a piece of me that it's, it's going to be a coin flip, basically. Tell us a little bit about the history of the PodFest Global Summit. Where did it start? What was the mind moment you had to say, let's create this international summit and conference to bring podcasters together? Yeah, PodFest is a very interesting history because we started as a meetup of 13 people, literally like meetup.com, 13 of us showed up. And we had someone teaching us about podcasting. And then I decided, hey, let's do two really big workshops. Um, actually, I just said, let's just do two workshops. And they were very well attended, like 75 people bought tickets and they were two months apart. So I was like, wow, there must be a huge uh, growing demand for this. And this was in 20, 2013 was the first meetup. 2014 was the workshops. And the next year we, we created PodFest and literally... Since that time, PodFest has doubled in size year over year, pretty much, with the exception of one year, I think we grew by 40, 50%. We were very fortunate this past year. We were the only podcast conference uh, to go on at our size level for the year. And we had 2,000 registrants. Literally, 48 hours after our conference was done, I believe it was March, Sunday, March 8th or 9th, whatever that Sunday was, it's all a blur. Uh, our country shut down and so did pretty much every other country within about a week. So all events were, were done. And how did you manage to adapt? Because my understanding is the PodFest Global Summit is usually an event that people attend live. So the gathering would have been face-to-face -face and now you've had to adjust to this global pandemic and bringing everything online. Yeah, so we, we, had, we were very fortunate that our live event did happen this year, but we said, okay, what can we do to help the community and I have two daughters, so I immediately felt like uh, when your kids can't go to daycare or you can't have babysitters, all of a sudden, both parents have to take care of uh, other things outside of the time you have as entrepreneurs. My wife and I are both entrepreneurs. So we, we did a, a little virtual event as a tester, and we had close to 1,000 people within a, 
it was a one week ramp up. I think we, we promoted for three days actually. And then it was on a Saturday. And then I was trying to figure out what can we create a value for the world? Um, since everybody is kind of home or quarantined in some way, shape or form, what, what can we do for people to give them something positive to sink their teeth in? And I was watching a movie called sing. It's a kid's movie about a promoter, about a little koala bear named Mr. Moon, which Matthew McConaughey is the voice and his, theater collapses and he loses everything and when i saw that i i thought of like the live event industry it basically collapsed overnight and what he did was he made it an open air theater and he still had the show and he didn't care about you know if he was going to make it or not he just cared about the performances that's what podcast global summit is we figured you know what we got a thousand people close to a thousand people in three days time what if we planned it out and honestly we didn't plan it out that much it took us about five or six weeks uh, I cold called the Guinness World Records organization. They said, we're interested. Let's do this. And we said, okay, if we're going to do this, PodFest's thing is we do things big. So we said, okay, how big can we do it? And we said, okay, let's create the largest global summit the world has ever seen <laughs> for podcasters. Uh, and that's how we created this. I called up Whova, which is our app. We use them for our events. They're amazing, W-H-O-V-A. And they said, we're in, let's do this. I said, I need an unlimited license, which is very hard to come by. And since then, we have that, we literally have thousands of people in our app and we have thousands of people registered through Eventbrite. And on August 10th, uh, which is shortly here, we'll be launching um, and we'll be on the road for the records. But I think you and I talked about this before. It's already a win. We've, we're already bringing thousands of people together from literally all over the world. So that mm -hmm. was our thing. But the added bonuses, how cool would it be that all of us could say, we uh, own a Guinness World Record. We were a part of this collectively. We got uh, a Guinness World Record under our belt, you know. Definitely. And so talk to me a little bit about the numbers. What are the expected amount of people who you're expecting to attend the online summit? The numbers for to set the Guinness World Record, we're not breaking one, we're setting one, is 5,000 podcasters. Now, I want to be very clear. That's a very hard number to set because a lot of people are thinking they're thinking of like, oh, you know, some famous podcaster could get tons of people. If you're talking about people are actually podcasting actively to get 5,000 of them in one location is very difficult. So we're, that's the number we need to set. We're 65% uh, of the way there. We <laughs> believe we will hit it sometime during the summit. But that being said, we're going to push all the way through for two reasons. There's duplicates. There's people at register never show up. So all that factors into the Guinness World Record when the adjudicators look at the numbers. So we're going to, I believe we'll finish somewhere about, I'm hoping uh, we'll finish somewhere around seven or 8,000 registered attendees. And so for the ordinary podcaster, why is this an event that they should attend? What can they gain from attending this event? Okay, so it's meant for two people, the people getting into podcasting and want to get started and the people that are veteran podcasters. Um, there's 300 speakers in a lot of different niches. So, so far, we did a pre-event. We've already covered the niche of comedy, cryptocurrency. Uh, we covered, uh, we're, this week coming up, we'll have uh, fitness, health and wellness, um, business, podcasting, uh, audio drama, true crime, fiction. I mean, we have the gamut. Uh, sports podcasting covered. So if you're a podcaster, you're actually entering what well, well, people don't realize. And I know you've seen this, Rutendo, because you've been in our app. Once you're in, a, in our app, you're actually in a, like what I would call a hoteling space where you could talk to other people. And right now we've already had, um, 
I, I'd have to look at my phone, but something like 14,000 interactions within the app. And we have people on the community board posting. The whole point of this is to bring the community together. And right now we have, uh, if you're listening to this, you could come into our app and set up your own um, educational session under our community board. And literally 30, 40, sometimes 50 people are registering for what we call impromptu talks, additional to what we already have. We have sponsors that represent advertisers that put ads on your podcast. Right now, for female podcasters, there's a community group called the Osa Collective. They literally don't care what the size of the download audience is. They help female podcasters monetize through sponsorship. Right now, as we speak, they're in the app. The beautiful thing about the communities that have been built on this app and even uh, within the summit is exactly what you're talking about, finding your specific niche and target audience. I myself have joined, uh, you know, some of the women's groups. I've joined black podcasters groups. Um, I've also seen that there are Asian groups and Latino groups, and you can actually find your community. The Black Pod Collective is putting on Black Pod Fest. Uh, you, there's, honestly, there's so much. We, you and I could talk, uh, we have someone in India representing India. Uh, Kanta, Africa, Europe, uh, the Arabian Peninsula, Asia, Australia are all represented. We, the only thing, we tried to do two other things. We tried to get the South Pole, you know, Antarctica represented and the International Space Station. International Space Station, uh, those astronauts are booked out. We literally actually checked. They're booked out till sometime next year because everybody's virtual. So I guess they're doing a lot of virtual meetings. So we couldn't get that done. And then the, we're still working on Antarctica to see if we could get a researcher to join us just to say hello. Wow. So when you say global, you don't just mean one or two countries around the world. You literally mean the entire world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we have, yeah. I mean, you're, right now you're in South Africa. We have Africa well represented. We have, mm -hmm. uh, we got India up uh, two, three days ago. Uh, so yeah, and, and if you look at the board, some people are putting, let's say, Nashville podcasters, Florida podcasts. Then there's people like, hey, Africa podcasters. So we, our goal, is to connect all these regions. So outside of our walls, people are actively connecting. And then when we get back to physical events, our hope is that people make the trip because we, we do have a very, I know you notice this, we have a very special community. Mm -hmm. um, literally two or three of the original people in that meetup of 13 still attend PodFest. So we mm -hmm. know our audience and we retain. So that's a very big um, differentiator and we care for one another so in our group people always say i notice that your group interacts very differently and i'll say how so they go we could tell that people know each other and it's because of these events that we put on we get to know one another it is my first time interacting with the podfest global community and the pod fam as well and i remember in the first uh, meeting you had with all the speakers there were about a hundred of us and you said we're going to be using the hashtag pod fam and the minute i joined the facebook group and even just seeing the hashtags that were circulating there is definitely the sense of community and of family and of i want to help you not just like we're doing this individually but there is a massive sense of community and family yeah, yeah. It, it it was built uh, intentionally years ago and what we tell people is one of the and this is something for anyone that uh, you have to always think abundantly one of the things that our core members would say in the early days is I really don't want this group to grow because I don't want it to lose the family feeling and I would say to them conversely actually the family feeling if we keep it going will only expand and if we get the right people in how amazing would it be to have a global family that we could all connect to? And anywhere you go in the world, you have a member of that family that you could hit up and say, hey, I'm in your neck of the woods. Let's go grab a coffee. We'd love to talk mm. to you.
The one thing I really want to understand and get a sense of is it's it's amazing to engage and be part of these summits, but not a lot of people know what goes behind the scenes in terms of the planning. I feel that every single time I get an email either from you or from Andrew and they're so quick and they're so frequent, it seems like you've got a team of like millions of people who are just like assigned to one person. Um, but what is the reality of the, 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 the size of your team and the amount of planning that has gone into the summit? So my core philosophy is this book I wrote called Start Ugly. So um, quite honestly, we actually believe in starting, uh, whether it's pretty or ugly, and then um, perfecting it as we go along. So for this event, we only have a, a six-week lead time, which is highly unusual for an event this size. Uh, and we have uh, what happens is someone like you might say, hey, Chris, I don't know if you know, but you have a, I opted in here and, and I didn't get an email or whatever. We fix it as we go. So we're bigger on implementing and fixing as we go. So our team consists right now of myself, Andrew. Andrew, I would say, is the project manager for this summit particularly. It's his, he's in charge of it. Um, I'm more of uh, the ambassador, cheerleader, you know, doing a lot of the uh, promotional stuff and reaching out to people, getting the speakers going. Uh, my wife, actually, we had to bring her on because the summit did grow a little too outside our size. So she's handling all the sponsors. We have... Um, a Facebook ads specialist. So that's all they do. We're running a lot of Facebook ads around the world. And then we also have a social media team that we contract out that does a lot of the social media. So between uh, really me and Andrew and a, and a bunch of amazing contractors, we've been able to handle this. Um, but, but the undertaking, I know people don't realize this, but for certain virtual summits, like we invested a lot of money to do mm -hmm. this. So it's not, this is not one of those summits where it's like, someone put a thousand dollars and we're, we're, we're talking about just under $50,000 is our expense mm -hmm. on a virtual summit. But you have mm -hmm. to realize we, we invested in Whova, one of the best apps so we could keep our culture intact. We've invested close to $10,000 on Facebook ads to make sure people around the world know. Uh, and then you have our salaries, you know, so, th so it's, it's, um, it's a, I, I love what I do. And I'm glad I do because not a lot of people could take the kind of heat that we were under to get. And, and you have to realize tickets are free. We have premium tickets, but the majority of people come in are free. So thank God for our sponsors like Libsyn and Podmatch and Podcast Branding and StreamYard. Without their support, we would not have been able to do a free option. We would have to have sold. Mm -hmm. Even the base ticket would have been 10 or $20 to make it work. Wow. Wow. And how many, how many speakers will be involved across the summit? I know we had the pre-event, which I was so honored to be a part of last week. So we had the pre-event. Did it exceed your expectations? It did. I, well, was per, certain parts of it did. And some I learned, you know, this is the great thing about what I call it, the start ugly thing. We, the pre-event, we were able to take risks and featuring new people to see and, and we found some really amazing superstars. Like you said, like the Shikan was amazing. Like the, there were certain platforms that really stuck out. And then there were some that we said, okay, well, we know that this person can't deliver, um, but we gave them a shot. So it, it felt good. For us, delivering means they can convey content in a way that an audience could absorb, entertaining, but really laser pointed. So yeah, like Shikan was one of the highlights. Uh, comedy, the two co we had two comedian podcasts talk about their monetization. They were amazing. So we learned a lot. Um, also, what we learned was, so this is something I've never done before. Uh, if you remember in Chicon, we had uh, Molly uh, open it up about sleep. Mm. So we have podcasters that talk about really niche subjects. 
So we might have at the next podcast talks about the subject that the podcaster talks about, if that makes sense, not even about podcasting. So it's like, Hey, we have a sleep expert, let them do a deep dive. We have an expert that studies whatever. So we mm. think we're going to add a track. That's just um, what I would call more thought provoking type stuff. Mm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we wouldn't have learned that now, how many speakers, we don't know the exact number because um, part of PodFest is we also allow our members to, so this is a unique part of our culture. We actually allow our members to put on their own tracks. So if you've earned a right, uh, what I would call to be an active member in our community, and we have the ability to give you a track, we've given our members tracks. Last count, we know it's north of 300 speakers. Wow. We just don't know the exact number. I think it's like, I'd have to look, but something like 307, maybe 311, but over 300 speakers. Originally, we thought we'd have 150. Now, if you count the... (laughs) If you count the community board people that are just putting up speeches and they're not, the cool part is they're not trying to sell. They're just trying to add value. Uh, it's got to be close to 400 if you, if you factor that in. And we are going into, you know, kind of the main event of the podcast summit uh, from the 10th to the 16th. Can you give us some insights into what we can look forward to? Who's going to be featuring? I know we've got some celebrity guests who are going to be uh, featuring as well. Give us insights into the week ahead. So, so Monday through Thursday, it's all part of the freemium passes. So basically, I would say 90% of it is free. And um, for celebrities, Gabby Reese, who is a very famous volleyball, former volleyball player, Nike spokesperson, health advocate, will be part of FitnessCon. JJ Virgin, who's a four-time best-selling health and wellness author, she's uh, Monday the 10th at 4 p.m. We also have the president of Harmon Brothers, which is the number one marketing firm in the world. They, they created Squatty Potty, the little unicorn that poops uh, unicorn rainbow ice cream. Um, that's one of the many things. So he's going to be talking about their uh, methodology and how they make things go viral. But uh, Kate Erickson of Entrepreneur on Fire is speaking Thursday morning. On Friday, that's the premium passes. So if you're a podcaster that really wants to grow, I mean, we're talking about like link building, uh, SEO link building. Those are very intense monetization, audience building tracks. I recommend if someone feels that they've gotten value in what they've seen free, I would invest the money because I don't know if we'll ever have a collection of this many experts in one place uh, because we're not restricted by the physical. It's virtual. So uh, the VIP passes include all videos of the entire conference. So I would I would recommend people do that. And so one last time, can you let us know how exactly we can, especially those free tickets, because I know so many people who are new to the podcast space, they would love to jump onto the free tickets. How do we get onto Hoover? How do we access the tickets? Go to podfestexpo.online. Okay, podfestexpo.online. We also have the .com. But at the .online, you could go get your uh, free pass while they still exist. You'll get an autoresponder email immediately that says, hey, join the Whova app. And then you could literally just hit the agenda. It's, at first, it's going to be overwhelming because we have so much amazing content. But once you get into it on your phone or your desktop, you'll see all the amazing trainings that we have. And then you just go into a room and it says, it says it'll say live now. Hit the live feed and you're in. And we're delivering it through Zoom. So it's not a technology uh, people are unfamiliar with. It's been an amazing experience. Um, I know you got to see this in pre-event. Pre-event was probably one of my highlights because uh, it wasn't as stressful for us behind the scenes. We got to test the technology, but I got to see people creating relationships in a very intimate fashion.
Uh, starting the record week, I think we're going to continue that, but the numbers are going to, you know, go up significantly. So there's going to be a lot of amazing action and conversation going on all over the world uh, on the app starting August the 10th. Fantastic. And any other insights or advice or um, that you want to leave with those listening? Three pieces of advice. One, don't listen to people that tell you you can't podcast and make money at it. I've seen literally now thousands of case studies. But two, you got to invest in yourself and do the research. Um, Opportunities like this where you get free information from the experts that we have are very rare. They don't come around very often because, um, Rutendo, you know this, I speak to every one of my speakers. Very few promoters take the time out to talk to their speakers. So that allows me to really uh, navigate the information that they're going to talk about and, and give them some pointers on what we're looking for. The other last thing is when you're doing a podcast, understand that the title is very important in how people find your podcast. So um, keywords are really important. Uh, doing that research is really important. And you also want, uh, this is a friend of mine, Scott Johnson came up with this. If I'm listening to your podcast, what do you want the audience to say after they're done listening to your podcast? So for instance, if I have a, a, a podcast that's about history, I would more than likely want the audience to say, wow, I didn't know that, that's fascinating. So while you're creating your content, if it doesn't hit that watermark, you're not serving your audience. For instance, I have the kid-friendly joke of the day. I want the audience to say, which the audience is four to five-year-olds, that's funny. And I want the parents to say, you know, that's a little cheesy, but it's safe for my kids. So if they're saying that after each episode, I'm hitting the mark. Um, so what I would tell you is as a content creator, what is it that you want the audience to be thinking after they've listened to one of your podcasts? And then you use that watermark on every episode you create. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. And don't forget to download your free copy of the Podcast Sessions digital magazine at thepodsessions.com.